people. Ladies, gents, and all in between. It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're in the Jay-Z Heat Hour. We're about to go in on Rockefeller Records for the next uh, three or four hours. You know, all my hates <laughs> from back in the days where I couldn't get tickets to the the, um, the Dynasty Tour to when I, had to, I was behind this loud woman and his, like, remember he was doing that whole orchestral tour a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember all that shit? You know, all, all that crap, but... uh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yes. Let's go on, fam. I'm, I still want Made in America tickets, so you know I might have to. You know. Oh, oh no! I've, I've been, I've been to the Made in Americas. <laughs> it's what is great about Made in America is it encompasses Philly in one big fucking this beautiful festival. Yeah. Because it's basically a whole bunch of fucking white teenagers getting shit faced <laughs> and Budweiser everywhere and a lot of bro action. But it's fun. I yeah. had fun. Yeah. I had fun. Um, so that intro was. Due to an interesting development. So, after rumors, innuendo, you know, things are going out about how there was a supposed deal with the NFL mm. and Mr. Jay Z, we finally threw a press conference today where he announced that formally Rockefeller Records, well, Rockefeller Records, I guess Rockefeller Rock, Magic, Rock, what is it? What Rock, is it? Rock Nation. Rock Nation. Yeah. Rock Nation. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling by a government name. <laughs> uh, Rock Nation basically signed a long-term deal with the NFL. And uh, to kind of color this all up, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Because uh, years ago, there was a guy named Mr. Colin Kaepernick who started protesting the NFL. And not really protesting the NFL. Let me rephrase this because I'm kind of speaking kind of a little nuts here. Rewind. So long story short. <laughs> don't of, don't yeah. spot that fake news, man. Yeah, yeah. So rewind. <laughs> so obviously because of police brutality, Colin Kaepernick took a stand where, as opposed to traditionally people used to black fist, he was like he'll kneel doing the anthem. It was strictly about police brutality, strictly about, you know, just, you know, the laws and unjust system in the world as far as, you know, America's concern towards people of color. Um, that became a big deal. When he was in free agency, nobody signed him again, any of the teams, because pretty much he got blackballed. That happened for a couple of years, up until recently, where he quote-unquote settled with the NFL, where he got a little payout, but he's still unable to pay, play. Um, so as a result, because of the political divide, NFL has been going through issues where, you know, on one side, if you're on, I would even say Republican and Democrat, I'll say if you're racist <laughs> and not racist. If you're racist, you bought the line and sinker about how it was anti-American and you wanted your darkies to go out there and play football and to keep their politics out of it. If you're a little more enlightened individual, you were like, hey, you know, I could kind of understand why he's doing this. It's, a, it's They're taking a stand. It's nice yeah. to see when every other fucking former entertainment is a money-grubbing cash grab. It's nice to see these guys stand for something, you know, yeah. two seconds. And as a result, the NFL has faced a blowback. Obviously, not necessarily in merch sales. Obviously, not necessarily in ticket sales. Well, like ratings have gone yeah, down. Yeah, ratings, ratings have gone down. Yeah. But I think the biggest like indicator was the fact of where. So now, you know, it's, we rolled around last year's Super Bowl. So usually Super Bowl shows up and the NFL has to beat people for stick for them to play. NFL shows up. It's like, fuck you, bitch. We're not paying you shit. You, pay, you, you come and you give us a show for free because this is our platform. The biggest TV event of the year. And for the past few decades, that that's worked. Except not 2019. <laughs> in 2019, where hip hop is is the number one pop genre, where even in other genres like country, <laughs> rock, you've yeah. got hip hop influence. You know the stain it's had 
from basically being seen as, and let's put it, be honest, anti-black. Yeah. Um, kind of carried over where they really couldn't find a Super Bowl act to kind of play. In the end, they were at least able to get Maroon 5 to kind of anchor the show. But even Maroon 5 couldn't find people to kind of boister the show after that. It was a, because usually if I remember correctly, because I remember watching the whole thing go down, reading the whole thing go down. Usually they have an idea who the headliner is by oh, yeah. like, let's say, fall. Yeah. By good fall. They were scrambling <laughs> oh, yeah. till the night, the last minute to kind of get someone to play. And during that time, you had people like being very outspoken. So like, I remember my favorite was like Cardi B. Cardi B said, you know, my husband, he loves football. His kids play football. It's really hard for him. He really wants to go to the Super Bowl, but he can't go to the Super Bowl because he's got to stand for something. You have to sacrifice that. I've got to sacrifice a lot of money to perform, but there's a man who sacrificed his job for us. So we've got to stand behind him. You know, and then I, I go back to Variety, you know, who would have thought, Variety Magazine, who would have thought that Super Bowl halftime show, an American institution watched by more than 100 million people, would become the least wanted gig in music. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of shows you how it was, enough where at that time, it was, um, and Travis Scott eventually ended up playing it, but there was a rumor that Jay-Z was telling Travis Scott not to play it. Yeah. But, looks like if you kind of go back into the records, into the history Around the same time Jay-Z was telling Travis Scott not to play it, somebody, somebody who looks like a camel, was making deals. <laughs> You're going to get shot, I'm going to get shot. You live in Brooklyn. You're going to get shot. Somebody was making a deal <laughs> to basically negotiate so that his company, Rock Nation, would basically, you know, Shepard be the, the gatekeeper of the Super Bowl show for the, the near and, and, and far future. And so long story short, they announced today officially, it was I think it was informal a couple of days ago, they had a whole press conference and everything else, where Rock Nation is basically partnering up with the NFL, where they'll be producing the halftime show. They'll be also, and you know, there's a lot of legalese, but long story short, halftime show, They'll be releasing quote-unquote charity songs in conjunction with the NFL. And with the NFL, they'll set up certain things like podcasts and yada, yada, yada with Rock Nation to kind of help them, you know, become more socially aware. And I think the byline they gave was the fact of, you know, through music, we hope to heal racism or some fucking corporate bullshit like that. Some nonsense. And um, so why do I kind of rant on and speak on about this? It's, it's kind of... Is this very late state capital capitalism overall? The reason why I'm kind of a little bit annoyed about the whole thing because it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. At the end of the day, I kind of get it. You know, forgetting about the issues of Colin Kaepernick, you've got this huge multi conglomerate corporation that's fucking up as far as the image is concerned with black people. I used to joke with my friends. I joke with my friends now. Whenever you have a corporation dropping the ball, where you know maybe they come out with like Sambo soap <laughs> and they don't realize <laughs> the connotation and they have to kind of make an apology that you know it's. It's becoming more and more apparent in this woke era that without having people of color involved in what you're doing, it's a detriment. Yeah. Like somewhere along the line, balls get dropped. People don't know culturally from where they're from. These balls got dropped and eventually the brand pays for it down the line. Um, which is what I'm sure happened to NFL. I'm pretty sure the NFL was on some like, well, you know, we'll kick them out. The good boys will love us again. And obviously they kind of walked into a shitstorm where nobody likes them. Yeah. Um, so I kind of understand and I, I won't necessarily even get mad at the brand taking, taking advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? You've got this group, the NFL proudly said, hey, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's a privilege to pay for, you know, a halftime show. And, you know, you've got a brand coming in there saying, hey, I could work with you to kind of make this something more inclusive. Not mad at all. However, looking at it as a cynical person as I am, as a New Yorker, it's not hard to see somebody kind of just basically cashing in and selling out. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Like, so first off, uh, around the NFL, you know, I started, like, boycotting the NFL, um, but, like, still watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, though. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, the Super Bowl to me is, like, really not about football. It's really about, like, getting together with friends yeah. and, like, hanging out, like, real talk. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, on one hand, I'm kind of excited by this. Like, it seems like, you know, if there's a brand, which is the NFL, which has always been known as a no-fun league that has always, like, for the most part, just, um, you know, like, they've all, you know, they, they have Book Maroon 5, and they do all these things that are counter to, like, where pop culture is, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, trying to play everything safe because they want to make sure they appease, like, their Midwestern fan base, which I kind of understand. Um, like, them going with Jay-Z and kind of giving the keys to the castle to Jay-Z, it's a big thing. It so is huge. I acknowledge that. I, I think that's fairly exciting. I, I like the fact that it's not just, oh, you produce the, the halftime show. It's like, there's just all of these bullet points <laughs> and charitable do donations and podcasts, and they're yeah. going to do, like, the halftime show is going to be released as a film, uh, as to streaming networks and things like that. Shouts like, to Beyonce. Hint, hint. I mean, yeah, it's like that's a Beyonce <laughs> influence, you know, because Homecoming was a big deal. So I think all these this stuff is actually kind of cool, you know. Like I, and it's a big risk for the NFL, and 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 look, you know, Nike, like you know, was solidly behind Cal Colin Kaepernick, and then you know when you know that happened, all these people on Twitter were to start burning their Nike shoes. But again, like their Nike sales went up and their stock price went up, so. I think the NFL looked at that and said, well, you know what? This is probably the right way to go. And I, I applaud the NFL for doing that. I, I, I want to blame, I, I want to give props or props is due with the NFL. Cause yeah. like they didn't have to do this, but they did, you yeah. know? So good, good for them. Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more uh, thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> Even for rock nation, I get it because look at, look at the synergy here. Oh yeah. Where, no. It's like, you know, like you've got, like, because I was looking at the roster of Rock Nation, and it's just like, you know, you've got your Rihanna's, you've got your Jay-Z's, but you also have, like, Belly. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a place where, imagine, like, you know, Jay-Z shows up, does a fucking Super Bowl show, and it's a whole bunch of up-and-coming Rock Nation artists. It's a huge platform. Yeah. You know, the idea that they have, like, a sports management wing. So oh, yeah. So the podcast is going to have, like, you know, whoever they have signed to, you know, their Rock Nation, you know, their, their management team could kind of go in there and give a podcast about being, you know, minority in sports. For, for the company itself, it's huge. Huge. Just wins across the board. Huge. Oh, huge. So for the NFL and for Rock Nation, you know, good moves. But like you said, yeah, Jay-Z. It's, it's, it's very weird. And like, I remember when you started texting me about this and I'm just kind of like, hopefully Colin Kaepernick got some type of back-end deal or some type of like, you know, like, look, I understand like Cap is probably toxic. And I understand like, you know, um, teams like might not want to work with. I mean, I, I it's not that I endorse it, but like I understand like that's the reality that we are in right now of Colin Kaepernick. So I'm I wasn't surprised that there wasn't like any public, you know, announcement that oh we're embracing Cap with this deal. Or, like Jay Z saying like yo like like hey like you know Colin Kaepernick was like the inspiration for this blah blah blah. Like I'm not surprised like there wasn't a public thing. But it seems like there wasn't a private thing either. 
Yeah, no, it's and yeah. it, and what's unfortunate is in in the during the press conference, it looks like Jay Z kind of alluded, kind of said, "Oh, I spoke to Cap," but apparently, like he he didn't speak to Cap before the deal was made. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then I guess like he released a statement because people were kind of starting to ask, like, "Okay, where is Colin Kaepernick and all of this?" Right? Um, and Jay's basically like, you know, like he he's not Colin Kaepernick's boss, therefore he cannot ask him to join anything. I'm not, and his quote was, I'm not knocking anything he's doing, and I hope he doesn't knock what I'm doing. So, automatically, that tells me that Jay's already, like, he already knows that the deal that he made is suspect, and it was made on the back of Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. It was made on the back of somebody who took a stand. And I think it's, that that's what makes me uneasy. It's like, Kaepernick took a stand. He paid dearly for it, and his career is pretty much he died for it, basically career wise. And then Jay Z is coming through the back door and just like cashing in, you know, now because everybody's woke, you know. Yeah, and 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 what I hate about it is the fact of where you know it's not even the cashing because like I said, I get I get the synergy for the NFL to a certain extent. I get why Rock Nation is a huge deal. At the end of this, it could be gargantuan. But what's crazy to me is the fact of where. The concessions they got. So he, it came into the idea of where, oh, we'll be doing social work, we're going to help the NFL, yada, 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 this and that, they're going to have scholarships. But at the end of the day, what is it really about? At the end of the day, it's about the fact of where they're trying to fucking, A, you know, cement their Super Bowl shows. Oh, yeah. Because that's a big deal for them for ratings are concerned. And B, help improve their image. But as far as the issues that were protested about in the first place, you know, you know, um, racial profiling and policing, you know, the issues that the NFL hasn't really dealt with as far as, uh, you know, treating their black players as disposable, as far as the lack of black coaches and yeah, people in coaches. the NFL. Yeah, Like all this shit where you could have kind of got that added in. No, it all goes away because in theory, because what, what was the line they're going to have? They're going to have five songs. They're going to have, you know, Rock Nation is going to put out five songs that for all the stream profits will go to the charity of choice of the artist that made that song. So you hear this like almost like fucking PR bullshit and it's like, dog, NFL for the for the very first time, because it's a huge corporation, you've got these billionaires worried because, oh shit, our, our brand is so toxic. We can't even get, before when people used to come beg to do our halftime show, we can't even pay people to do it. Yeah. And you've kind of got them on the ropes and... The flip side of that is what you ended up working out with is a, basically a record label deal. So it was just like, <laughs> what's what's like, you know, there's nothing, there's no, nothing transformative about this. There's nothing social justice about this. It's just a corporate deal. Like I said, on both sides, I agree it works out, yeah. but this wasn't really about corporate deal. Like if you've got Cardi B there, like, hey, we love football, but we feel compelled about like not really putting our, our names in, to be involved with this. And she kind of gets it. Like, what's up with Jay-Z? Particularly somebody who's that rich. I mean, his legacy's kind of already in stone. And I kind of get the idea of maybe, you know, like all billionaires. You know, I've got my company. I want my company to be three times as big. Exactly. And I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, ugh, there's cleaner ways to do it. And it's just like, and it's, at least there was a cleaner way to even make this deal. Like, it's, it's something where, and I hate to say it, it's, it feels like you kind of go back to the idea of where, you know, America has never had a problem with black entertainment. Yeah. Black folks, however, hella problems. Yeah. So you've kind of played into their hands where here, you know, you're going to show up. You're going to do the whole halftime show. You know, we, we've watched 
you know, we've watched football, you know, before the game starts and in, in, in the pre-show, in the pre-game show, there's going to be this little shitty ass vignette about a fucking football player helping kids in like fucking Somalia or something. <laughs> and it's going to be fucking, it's going to be one of these little things going to be produced by Rock Nation. It's going to look all cute. They're trying to hide the fact of where, you know, the, the league has a general problem pretty much across the board, you know. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's a very you know from every everything from how a lot of the people within the league you know they don't really get the mental health they need how they've got criminal issues and the league kind of helps to cover up you know how they get treated as disposable I mean the, the the NFL problem isn't just kneeling of Kaepernick it's vast and the idea of where Jay Z can kind of come and like I said basically make a record deal off of it is fucked up. I don't necessarily blame the NFL as an organization because no. it's, it's a comp- it's, it's a, comp- a great move by the NFL. It's a great move by the NFL. I don't blame Rock Nation because Rock Nation, great. If these, if, if I'm gonna if you're gonna let me promote my artists and pay me a little ton of money for it, yeah, why would I not do that? Yeah, but the idea of where. Jay-Z is the public face of this company where Jay-Z has been very outspoken, where Jay-Z has actually rapped about the fact that he doesn't fuck with the NFL. For him to kind of come back there and kind of say, hey, but I'll take your money is bullshit. Furthermore, what he didn't like about it is the fact of where he's just like, well, it's about, you know, we've kind of, we've got to move past the kneeling stage where it's about protests, but what do you do after the protests? Which I've heard before, and it's also fucking bullshit. Because the idea is the fact of, yeah, you protest for change. What change is this besides making more money for a rock nation? Like, where is the, where, like, where's Kaepernick's check? If Kaepernick got some money back and he's like, all right, cool, you would have made X amount of money, you know, we'll throw him another a couple of fucking million dollars. That's some kind of change, but this is a deal that would have kind of got worked out even without Kaepernick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think like that's actually something that's fairly interesting. And I think like, you know, I'm sure that the NFL always wanted to work with Rock Nation on this or Jay Z, and, and they were talking about it for a long time. But you know, I maybe this is something where. Jay was like, well, if I say I need, you know, reparations for Kaepernick, like this deal falls off the table and like, you know, the NFL goes like, I don't know, AEG or Live Nation or something like that. Right. Which is probably possible. Yeah. But that kind of sucks. Right. At the end of the day. I don't know. Like, like. But is because, it, but cause, does it suck though? Because I would make the argument that eight with Rock, with having a critic of the NFL come to the NFL side is a big deal. If Jay-Z didn't say shit. And kept it being the capitalist that he is, I don't think it would have made that much of an impact. The issue is the fact that, like, you're right, AEG could have worked. It's the NFL, you know, America has very short memories. So the idea of where right now we're dealing with fucking, you know, for there was a period of time when the NFL couldn't get anybody to play there to play the stage and it became a moment. I could understand that happening. But who knows what new crazy nonsense is going to happen in this new cycle where, you know, it might fall to the wayside. I definitely get that somebody else could have taken that spot. But what, where it gets his heart, where it makes me kind of, I'm disappointed. There it is. I'm not even angry. I'm disappointed. Because as a Jay-Z fan, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of sucks about it is the fact of where, you know, you kind of sold out for pretty much nothing. Like, it's not like, you know, they needed your cultural cachet. So this is the time of where you're, the idea of blackness, the idea of where for mainstream America, you're this cool black guy, quote unquote, even though you're like, you know, 85 years old. For you to kind of come over there and kind of give them this opportunity, use them to kind of or let them pay you to use their brand to kind of look, quote unquote, woke is worth a lot. And what did you get out of it? You know what I'm saying? Kind of it's almost like you took black cultural identity and sold it to the corporations yeah. and got nothing back for black people back. You know what I'm saying? Kinda? Yeah. If it was something where, you know, and, 
You always hear about it. There's always scholarships. There's always charities. You know, the NFL has been advertising that thing for forever while they still, Those you know. Those things are tax write-offs, Oh, tax write-offs, man. And, it's, <laughs> and that's the thing. And so it was just like, you couldn't get anything. Like, even if it was something where, like, you know, better health care for the players. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who aren't superstars. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, yeah it, it seems like that's something that you could have, have kind of negotiated for. Um, but yeah, you like, I... It's very interesting about Jay Z because I, I remember when the Nets came to Brooklyn and like everybody kind of like Jay Z had this marketing deal with the Brooklyn Nets where he was kind of Ooh. the face of the Nets. Yes, but he owned like less than like two percent <laughs> of the actual franchise and then sold that two percent like a year later. But everybody still to this day thinks that Jay Z has a ownership stake in the Nets. Yeah, <laughs> and like so, I see like like. I see like how he's able to leverage his brand as a you know and doing kind of like a marketing deal type of thing. And you and you have a point because remember that deal at least in New York circles was very contested because at that time you know it was a part of where they're gonna just basically destroy a huge part of downtown Brooklyn to build this huge stadium. Yeah. We're against it, particularly at that time when gentrification was an issue. So by putting Jay Z as the face of it, whereas like hey, here's one of you guys, here's a native Brooklyn guy that's for it, was a big deal because at that time he had stars like you know Steve Buscemi and Rosie Perez. And there was a lot of yeah. backlash against that deal. Yeah. So, they, so in a weird way, we're back again, where Jay Z kind of shows up as this, you know, as this. Oh, here's this cool guy. We can we can kind of use him <laughs> in a Selena Gomez <laughs> type. You know, like we'll put a pretty face on it, put it out there, make it like you know, kind of this image. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's just yeah. for like it's just plain and like and I don't say it's a negative way, but pure capitalistic business deal like there's nothing really wholesome about it like as much as and i and i live right there like barclays is right there yeah the idea of where barclays added this huge cultural thing to new york is bullshit only thing is it did is it gave us another team to play for in new york city since the knicks suck (laughs) (laughs) that's all like like if you're a basketball fan it's it, it is bittersweet like it's not like anybody's really a nets fan but it gave you a plan b and it's kind of unfortunate because he's somebody where He's been trying to refashion himself as this woke person. You know, he's there giving, you know, you know, woke rap albums, you know, giving woke YouTube speeches about how fucking he's, he had to go to infidelity and get therapy and all the other shit and about, you know, and, I, you know, and like, like now he's kind of marked, leveraged it where like he's got that Amazon uh, Prime documentary on Meek Mill, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the Cleve Browder story where he like had that on, on Netflix. Like he's he's leveraging the brand to do good, but now it makes you wonder, like, is is this and it's like it's it's an unfortunate byproduct of America where unfortunately to do good, sometimes you have to make deals with the devil. Well, I mean, yeah. you you don't become a billionaire for screwing over people. Yes. And Jay Z's a billionaire. Yeah. No. So yeah, yeah. So, and, and I and I don't doubt it, but at the same time, it's it's it was it's so cheap. Like he gave his whole up for so, like like really like just fucking stream revenue. That's no, it. I know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's yeah. I'm 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 really again like there's you know there's other sports league like leagues like the NBA, which you know not as lucrative, but way more dialed into the the culture of hip hop and black people. Yeah, that they would. I feel like that partnership would have been even probably even a better look. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. I would, I would actually agree. You know? I would, have, if I was Rock Nation, 
I would have taken a bigger cut out of it. I, got, I would have taken half the money easily. Yeah. yeah just I, to have, yeah. Yeah. Just for I, that brand, syner- brand synergy. You know, again, like the NFL, it is the, the preeminent like football league in America, but it's also on the wane. And it's also something where, you know, you now have millennials and kids, urban kids who are just kind of like looking at football and just like, eh, you know, especially like in cities, especially like not in like the South and Midwest and like, like, you know, on the coastal areas. So, you know, for me, I would say, all right, cool. Like the NFL is giving me this, this check, but like NBA is still on the come up. Soccer's still on the come up. Like there's all these other places where baseball's baseball. Yeah. You know, you know, there's all these other places where I'll get less, like a smaller check, but I have a bigger impact. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Yeah. we'll see what happens. I, 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 I feel like there's going to be some creative differences that pop up. Oh, absolutely. Really soon. Oh, you know, no, I I think this is, I, I think for both, I'll be honest with you. I think for both parties, I think ultimately this is the NFL trying to get Jay-Z to play a Super Bowl show. And I think once they get that, it's going to be done. And yeah. I think they're going to probably try to get that in the next year or two. Like whenever Jay-Z has an album synced up or whatever have you. But, yeah. It's... And then I think after that is done. And, Jay- and like you said, with the bar- go back to Barclays where he'll made his money. You know, he's throwing up, you know, Grimes probably opened up for him or some shit or one of his other Rockefeller artists, Rock, <laughs> Rock Nation artists. And that's it. And, and it's kind of like I said, it, it just sucks because at least looking at it from like, like, like on a business perspective, it was kind of shocking to see this major brand, this major corporation, kind of be on the ropes culturally trying to find somebody to play the big events, but that shouldn't be a problem, you know? Yeah, and and but, it kind of sucks that what we got out of it was basically a run-of-the-mill, you know, deal, yeah, music deal. I mean, th- th- these Super Bowl shows are going to be interesting, though. There's going to be a lot of pressure. Yeah, but is it's there? You know? I, I mean, and... and uh, well, not, not like, I mean, all right, so the cachet of Super Bowl shows have been the waning anyway, Yeah, but I think there, there's going to be a lot of... I, I think like the like just just who's gonna show up, who's gonna perform, like that's gonna be a huge uh, thing. Yeah, but it didn't get out of counter with have you seen the Rock Nation roster? I mean, it's Jay Z, it's Rihanna, and then that's and then a lot of people, <laughs> and then somewhere there's Grimes, and then there's a lot more people. Like like it's not like exactly that's a deep bench, you know what I'm saying? If the homie I know who works at Rock Nation is listening right now, just actually delete the whole podcast. Yeah, and, uh, we're, we're talking shit about you. Delete the whole podcast. Yeah, and I, and like it's no it's no this. Like I said, I, I get why it works, but it's like ah, uh, it's like you you wish that if you finally have a corporation that's willing to sit down at the table. You'd, you'd hope that you, because like again, the idea is the fact of where the NFL, you know, the NFL is run by like how many teams in the NFL? 30, 32? 32. Yeah, yeah. 32. Teams. So you got basically 32 billionaires <laughs> with these organizations, organizations that make billions. Yeah. So it's limitless, limitless amount of money on the table. You get them to sit on the table hat in hand and you just got a record deal. Yeah. You know. That, yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Luckily, Trump will launch a nuke soon. We won't have to worry yeah, about that. Yeah, you know. And now we have to watch the Super Bowl halftime show for the podcast. Because, oh, you know, it's it's, it's going to be like like Jay-Z might show up. You know, maybe. You our, know, our audience wants to, to hear our opinions. What would be good if I. Look, Jay, Jay I'm, I'm just giving you an idea. Have Beanie Siegel shoot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Like, maybe show up there. As, it's. Or Meek Mill, because remember that was that whole thing where Meek Mill and and B- that was which uh, a couple of years ago where they were beefing. As I mean, rappers? yeah, but then like I rather I rather just have like Meek Mill and Robert Kraft go out there. Oh yeah, you go out. To, to get, they could do <laughs> the Running Man, the Roger Rabbit together. 
<laughs> it could be like the odd couple and shit. They could have a documentary. Ooh, we're all doomed. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So uh, from moi, whatever, whatever, what, what new music have I been listening to? I've listened to, well, I've been listening to a song that never actually officially came out. That would be that new Pusha T, Wayne, Ross song that was supposed to make it on Port of Miami Part 2 that they kind of dropped. Um, basically, long story short, Ross's new album coming out. Well, actually, new album coming out. New album that came out. Yeah. And before it came out, he was hyping about how he got Lil Wayne and Pusha T to kind of sit down. So to kind of rewind, Lil Wayne, before the Drake beef, and actually probably as a result of the Drake beef, to be honest, beef, to be honest with you, Lil Wayne and Pusha T have been kind of shooting charts at each other for a long time. Yeah. You know, just small stuff. I think I started over clothes or something like that. Forget, mm. you know, dumb, toxic alpha male bullshit. Yeah. But obviously, you know, since then it's expanded where, you know, we've got things like, you know, you're fathering a child. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a big deal where Ross was advertising how they got them both on the song. So album comes out, they're on the song. Why? Well, pretty much the same day the album came out, you kind of heard why. Because Pusha T, as opposed to coming, you know, back hat in hand, you know, the white flag, you know, let's get together as brothers. Pusha T decides to just basically flame Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, over a song. And again, I can't necessarily blame Pusha T because uh, on that weird, you know how Drake has those Lucy to singles? He dropped, was it Omerta? I forget what it was. Yeah. He dropped something a couple of months ago where it kind of was saying how people use clout to kind of get, you know, into fame or get how, you know, a couple of bars, subliminals, they were subliminals. He threw some shots at Pusha T and Pusha T, as usual, felt obligated to throw in basically pretty much an entire verse at fucking Drake's life. Yeah. So, uh, so what's interesting about that though is I'm pretty sure because the, the big, the big rumor was like who, who didn't allow the song to come out. And so it was like Pusha T was giving an interview and yada, 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 but and and it came, to me, it, it, Rush kind of admitted that he he didn't want it to come out because it's not the way he wanted them to reconcile. But obviously, the cynical person in me thinks because mysteriously, when his album comes out, it's the same day that mysteriously this song leaks out also in its full form. Yeah. So it makes you wonder if basically Ross is like, all right, fuck it, pull it from the song from the album, yeah, put it out as is, and then when it drops, I'll fucking leak it to everybody else, and then I'll still get the same fucking shine if I have to deal with the same fucking problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, long story short, Rick Ross, I mean, it's it's interesting because this is definitely a very solid Rick Ross album, but it's still very much a very solid Rick Ross album. Mm. Like, nothing new is happening here. Everybody's in top form. Wale drops a fire verse, which I was like, oh, I forgot Wale could even rap. <laughs> and that's not a diss, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's no, at it's a certain like, point, you know, yeah. everybody kind of gets into autopilot. So yeah. everybody kind of sounds fired up. The only thing that's weird is the fact of where, even though everybody's fired up, it's still pretty much Rick Ross. You know, Rick Ross doing a sequel for an old album that he's had before. And, you know, it's great to hear a Rick Ross album, but, you know, in a world where everybody's kind of doing different things and shifting in their sound and their production and yada, 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 it's still pretty much much more of the same. Yeah. That said, in an admittedly lackluster hip-hop year, it's a pretty good album. Yeah. So, you know, props to him. Cool, cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I've always, Rick Ross is a very interesting character. <laughs> 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 to say the least. Like, I just like, I like the fact that, like, you know, he, you know, like, like basically him and Drake are almost like, they, they had these bumps in their career. Like Drake with the, the father and child thing and Rick Ross with the correction officer thing. And they realize that, like, none of that shit matters. No, no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> not in hip hop in 2019. And like nobody even remembers the correction officer thing with uh, Rick Ross. You know, yeah. like now Rick Ross is like like I think we like he was able to to make us realize that like you know basically a hip hop artist like they're creating characters. And I've always liked the Rick Ross character. Just like I like the Pusha T character. Yes. Like, you know, I I, I understand that they're basically like Marvel <laughs> superheroes <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you know, they're kind of larger than life. The you know? Justice League of drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, no, like the algorithm did not... Uh, Tell me this album was coming out. It's, uh, this algorithm is for a very specific demographic. I, I think it's about, let's say, people know. who, you know, early 30s, you know, they're probably, you know, a little bit into their careers. They've got, you know, they've got their condos paid for, you know, but they're still reliving their, you know, historical back university years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I generally like uh, Rick Ross music. Like, I, I feel like he has, like, just bangers galore yeah so. no, he's consistent i think even when because he had uh and i feel bad i think i think it's only god forgives mm-hmm. where the albums weren't even when he's had mediocre albums and taking it in the full context they're still pretty solid it's just that a lot of the times it can be very samey you know and, and i think that it's a it's a, it's a struggle of art like if you're an artist what do you do yeah do you come out you know you've got the big huge huge hit album do you come out of the new album that's like fucking crazy, you know, all the crazy ideas that you didn't have the budget for? Do you throw that shit in there and come out with some crazy ass new shit? Or do you say, oh, fuck, the fans like this and I give them more of this and risk being, you know, redundant after a while. And I, yeah. and I think that's where kind of Ross is, where luckily for him, he's been at the top of the game so long where he's kind of an elder. So it's not like you can necessarily reinvent. And yeah. if you call Ross up for a verse... You aren't asking him to come out there and do fucking, you know, Eminem double time rapping about fucking, you know, saving the kids. Yeah. You want to hear a big booming voice at a certain authoritative BPM telling you that he's going to push a lot of weight and fuck your bitch. Yeah. And he does that well. So the only thing is the fact of where, you know, is that push pull. I do think the fact of where Ross kind of, you know, because there was a point where he was coming out for like albums every other every other week, basically. Yeah, yeah, So I think yeah. the fact he's kind of slowed up and it's kind of, it's, it's more of an event is a good thing for him. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's interesting to see him kind of like, you know, mature, where even something like 2 Chainz, who kind of blew up after him, has kind of found a way to kind of flip his switch a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's solid. I can't be mad. You know, it's, 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 it's you know, p- pump it. I, I, give it a, I give it a solid B. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I do want to talk about, because uh, a big track dropped this this uh this past Ooh, week yep i got a bikini wax ready for it <laughs> i'm out there last couple weeks of summer starting it up so all right megan the stallion who we, who we love love we yes. love on the podcast um you know she threw out like hot girl summer hashtag hot girl summer and it became a thing it became a legitimate thing and it was actually a positive thing it was like it was it was like Oh, just like saying like, hey, like be yourself. Like go out there, like you're hot. Like, you know, even you're hot on the inside. Hot on the inside. <laughs> you know, and it's like this really cool trending tash- uh hashtag. Across um, all demographics. Like this is not something all demographics. Like this is like if you're a forty five divorcee from Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah it's, like it's, it's something where it's been kind of cool to kind of see this become this kind of weird movement and and kind of fun too, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, it was like really cool to kind of see and yeah, it's like it's it's you know it's, it's just a, a universal positive thing. Yeah. Um, and like 
obviously Megan the Stallion is a recording artist, so people were expecting the song. And I think like the song had very high expectations. People have been saying Hot Girl Summer since Memorial Day, and it's damn near Labor Day almost. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's kind of like, okay, this song is going to be like, you know, all right, maybe this song is not going to rule the summer, but it's going to be like, you know, that, that track. So Hot Girl Summer dropped last week. Uh, it was Megan Thee Stallion, our dear friend Nicki Minaj. Huge fan. <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> and Ty Dolla Sign. Um, is it Ty Dolla Sign? Yeah, Ty yeah, Dolla Sign. Yeah. Ty Dolla Sign. Um, Ty, Ty Dolla Sign doing his uh, best Drake impression. Yes, and and cashing the check like Ty Dolla Sign can only only can. You know. Um, and I think I have very high expectations for this track. I think like just with the, all the cachet that was built up in the hashtag Hot Cold Summer, uh, I thought, oh, okay, cool. This is, this is going to be an anthem, as it should be. It's already a anthem without a song, and it's like this is the song. And the song to me like was very disappointing. Like it did, it, it didn't seem to have like a hot like a like an anthem moment. There wasn't like something where you know like like you have Ty Dolla Sign like singing the hook and like it's not a hook that like you know like when I when I'm singing this song in my in my head it's just like you know the girl singing in the club like that that hook you know it's just Agreed. like something that's like yeah easy for people to be like oh yeah hot girl summer like and I was expecting that and this track just if didn't live up to the hype. Unfortunately, um, you know, there's some like choice lines in there, you know, like, you know, Megan Thee Stallion's going to college and getting her degree and like Nicki Minaj is talking about like, you know, hot degrees, but like not those degrees and talking about like, you know, achieving like, you know, like whatever, like there's some really cool like, you know, wordplay there, but the track itself, the production was weak and yeah, it just wasn't. It didn't leave, live up to the hype, unfortunately. It's weird because, and I'm very surprised, and, and this is going to sound weird. I blame Ty Dolla Sign because I could kind of understand the fact of where, you know, with Nikki, she's a great MC looking for a songwriter. With Megan, even though I'm a fan of um, the Fever, the, the album she dropped, it's 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 still very it's it's got a very specific sound a very specific goal it doesn't really stray that far from it yeah there's points of where i think she had like a slower song towards the end about the about the um, i think it was a, she had a track about like i guess dating a dude who's on drugs mm. like did as a as a as a as a as an mc she's top tier as a as an mc Nicki minaj is top tier as far as songwriters Nicki minaj is definitely very hit and miss and i think uh, Megan's kind of trying to find her sound because right yeah. now it's very, very Houston based. Yeah, and it's very easy to kind of get like, yo, give, give me a sound, give me a, give me fucking a beat that sounds like Eight Ball and MG. Yeah, and it, particularly this trap era is very easy to find. But I think is the idea of where you have to kind of think a little bigger. And like you said, I and I and I think and you had pointed it out. It's what's weird about it is the fact of where it's not an anthem. Yeah, and that's where it's kind of weird. And and not to say that. Anthems are necessarily easy, but I'll I'll put it to this way. You know, it, it'd probably be easier to kind of say, oh, like Nicki Minaj, yada, yada, yada. No, look at Ross. Ross has fucking anthems. Every day Ross of hustling. Has, Ross has anthems. If you out there, you know what I'm saying, if you do rag on working your ways for day three, you know what I'm saying, try to scrounge up all your roaches together to make one fucking ass blunt to smoke while you're playing fucking 2K, he makes those kind of anthems. Yeah. Consistently. You yeah. know, even on the whack albums, there's these anthems. So it's weird that 
for somebody who's got these resources, for somebody who's got these acts in the studio that could have make an anthem. And going back to my, like, like not really a dig, but kind of observation about Ty Dolla Sign is that he's somebody where he's really good with earworms. And I'm not going to say necessarily he makes anthems, but he's able to make a good pop song. That's why they hire him from Hooks. He's Hook yeah. guy. He's, he's, the yeah. he's the modern Nate Dogg. So it's weird to kind of have all the talent in the studio and not come up with anything. And I don't know if it's the fact of where, because I remember I saw a comment on Twitter where it's like, you know, when Nicki Minaj finds her like producer dude or finds that kind of connection, it's a rap. And I, and I think that's what the case is here where like, I don't know if she kind of needs to lean more towards trap. I don't know if she needs to holler out Mike Will made it or I don't know how she kind of does it, but everything is there is just that final, that magical spark. Yeah. And you get that magical spark in pieces in, in, in the, the fever. But for some reason, like you said, it's hard to kind of like, after like going on two to three months of hype, it's got to be fucking, you know, I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover, you know. Yeah, no, work, definitely. You know definitely. And, and, and I think like, you know, we were talking before the podcast, you know, like again, Megan Thee Stallion, we love Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, come on. You know, like, like I, I want Megan Thee Stallion to win and win consistently. I agree. Um, but she's not like, yeah, she's not there yet. She's I'm, not a pop I, artist. I have a funny, funny comment. So is Megan Thee Stallion like basically chance to rap or fight the Christianity? It's all positivity. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, it's like all, a good, that's it's like, like it's a hard. good, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like good feel good music, except, yeah. you know, without the whole gospel angle. It's yeah. about twerking. Yeah. There's a place, place Jesus with the strip club and <laughs> <laughs> same artists. Yeah, no, definitely. And, but, I, but I think like, like Megan is like, you know, she's not a pop artist and I don't think she was trying to be a pop, pop artist for a long time. Like when you look at her production yeah. and how local to Houston <laughs> it is. Literally. You know, like, like that's, you know, I'm so. I'm pretty sure you get it on an old burnt CD along with like wings and shit. <laughs> It's like you just roll up to the producer's house, like, yeah, my mama, you know, she made some wings here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she says hello. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, so I, I guess I'm like not surprised. I, I just, I, I want, I just wanted it to be Anthony. I want this, I wanted it to be like that come up track for her. Yeah. Um, and I want her to kind of have that rise, you know, because like I'm, I'm looking at somebody like Lizzo who, like, you know, like, not the same in the same vein, but she had. She like, has, yeah, she has an anthem. She She's, has an anthem. Yeah. She's like top five in the country right now, yeah. and she has that rise. And I, and I feel like Megan's on the way to do that. Um, so I, I think like my disappointment was more like wishful thinking. Yeah, you know, I, it's just like like this was going to be the one thing that like everybody's going to like you know the track that like all the white girls are going to like scream at the wedding, right? <laughs> all the bridesmaids, <laughs> hot girl summer, you know, like like I, I was expecting that, and, and you know it sucks too because I know that's a lot of pressure to put on an artist, especially a new artist. But yeah, and and, you know, and, and, and I'm pretty sure it probably came out organically, you know. So and and somebody kind of yeah. put it on. Something else I saw on Twitter was the idea of where it's cool that she's doing work with all these female artists. Oh, of course. Like, she's somebody where it's just like she's popping up. So it's like, like I love the vibe about it. It's just the idea of where I think it was lacking in a song. And I think it's also to be, and, and also not to even, she's a young artist. We kind of forget the fact of where yeah. she's like, you know, she's, she's literally a college co-ed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, by pure definition. So... Is the idea of where hopefully she get a little better. I, I guess that I, if I point fingers at anybody, I probably point fingers at Nikki and to a certain extent Todd Dallas line, just because they they've have hits. They know how to you know put a song together. I mean, theory. from an A and R perspective, I feel like that's a weird get. What for those two? Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I see Ty Dallas because Ty Dallas line shows up and he does 
I've never been mad at any tight dollar sign fucking guest appearance. Like he'll show up and give you the tight dollar sign magic. It'll be a solid ass hook. Is it as memorable as some of the great hook writers in the past? Like Nate Dog, no. But it'll give you something to work with. And Nicki Minaj is somebody where she's definitely had her anthems. She's definitely had you know great pop songs. I I just think that. Like I said, it's it's weird because you look at somebody like, and like you said, is you want to hear that hot girl summer fucking vibe. Yeah. And it's weird because you've got somebody like Ross where even on his quote unquote whack albums, there's two or three tracks on there where it's like, you know, headphones on, gym music, you know, I'm just going to run fucking, you know, five miles and get, yeah. get out of my fucking troubles in my head. So it's weird to have like hot artists are kind of effortlessly able to do that. I think if she kind of like, you know, took, you know, those basics and put it on like one of those Rick Ross anthem songs, you would have had a fucking, it'd be fucking, you know, top, you know, Lil Nas X might finally get dethroned. Yeah. I mean, and also too, like, it's kind of weird Hot Girl Summer without like a girl singing the hook. Very true. Um, and and I, that's, I, that's another elephant <laughs> in the room also. And, 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 I, and I thought that was very awkward. I get, like I said, I get the why. The hook was mad awkward. Yeah. You can't sing along to that hook. Yeah, I get, like I said, I, I, I think on paper, if I, go back to the AR, like if I had to call somebody up and it's like, all right, cool, I got these, I've got Nicki Minaj, I've got Biggie Thee Stallion, two, you know, two triple A rated MCs, and I need to have somebody to kind of help break it, make it more melody, Ty Dolla Sign is a good look. But at the same time, like you said, it's, it's the idea of where I think they kind of approached, like you said, to put a song out there, not necessarily an anthem, and that's what they fucked up. Yeah. If they just had some regular-ass trap beat, you know, a couple of fucking, you know, this sinister synths and fucking just like that, that has a little good buildup and some fucking, you know, keyboard synths in the background with this dumb talking about how they're going to like slap bitch niggas in the face, that actually would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. That would have been the anthem. Yeah, and the, like there's been like demonstrated like, you know, SoundCloud beats have gone to number one. You yeah. Know? So I, I think, yeah. Oh, look so. at City Girls. Like, yeah. you know, oh, City, Girl. of... City Girls has anthems. Yeah. So, and, and, anthems. And, yeah, and so does Megan. So it's weird to have, like, you know, like, like it, and I get it. It's, I, I get how it happened, but I'm very surprised that they even put it out. Like, this is one of the things that surprised me was like, uh, maybe. Yeah. Go one more day. I've, I've got, you know, you know, homie Oof. came through, you know, for another burnt CD. <laughs> And yep. more wings, maybe you know, go through some of those beats. Don't 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 dox us, yeah. making the, the stallion. No, no, stallions, like I said, it's, it's, making it's, stallions. Nah, man, but don't like dox said, us. Nah, she's, she's, she's all good. <laughs> I'm gonna go to hiding in Canada tomorrow anyway. Uh, so. You know what's fu- you know what's fucked up though? <laughs> if if because you see the toxic fan bases, yeah, I'd be very. Int- I'm, I'd be afraid of making these stallions like fan base. I would be too. I, I just imagine this like on some shit where, and it wouldn't be like, you know how it goes. And you like make fun of like, let's say K-pop bands. It's like, oh, they just kind of flood your mentions. Yeah. And Taylor Swift apparently sends out death, death threats for Swifties. <laughs> I just imagine like you just get like Linus's bet and all of a sudden this is like gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. There's no like, oh, you know, you suck. Yada, yada, yada. I'm going to find where but, you live. Why, it's like, just like, all right, that's how you speak it. But, but, you know but, but I think also too, like Houston is such a tight knit community. If you go at Megan, you're going at the, after the whole city. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, fam, let's, 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 we, we got to like trying to find sleep with one eye open. Nah, man, I ain't trying to get no UGK disciples coming out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> High off that pimp C. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> da, da, da. All right, people. All right, people. And on that note, we love y'all. 
Be out there, find a good fight. You know what I'm saying? Don't fall for no Jay-Z tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell out unless it's for the right price. I, I mean, we get some free NFL tickets in, in, oh, yeah, in the club sure. level. After that, ooh, if you give me, if you give me nosebleeds for NFL game, I'll be out there like, yes, sir. Hey, we, we, you know, sponsored by the NFL next week. Ooh, it's going to be <laughs> awesome. I'll be like out there, you know. Uh, Roger's doing a great job. <laughs> He's a great commissioner. But uh, anyway, people, as always, share, subscribe, love, do all the things you need to do. And uh, we will see you next time.